It's Brittany Foster. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Ellen K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Six oh nine. Welcome in. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on March second, twenty twenty two. And yeah, does it sound like I have a little extra pep in my step this morning? Uh, a little less sleepy, maybe than when things begin at the outset. <laughs> well, you are doggone correct. I do. Nebraska basketball wins its second in a row on the road against Ohio State. More on that today. Munch Madness voting is live right now at KLIN.com. My dream of restaurants all over town getting into a marquee war. <laughs> it's happening. A sign war, I should say. The, the little signs with letters on them is is starting to unfold. It's going to be like 80 today. Yeah, you tuned into a radio show with a host that's in a pretty dang good mood this morning. So congratulations. I don't know why I sound like I'm angry. I'm not angry. I'm, <laughs> and that's what's uh, chapping uh, my uh, eye. No, it, it, <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. I am going to have to get myself. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to get myself in the right mental space for what chaps my hide Wednesday because my hide is oddly Unchapped. It's very, it's been, shall we say, soothed over the course of <laughs> the last few days. That's one way to say it. It feels nice and soft and unchapped. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. It's a Wednesday, so that is a What Chapter Had Wednesday. We'll uh, take your texts on the Rick Stein Recognition text line if there is anything chapping your hide anymore. Uh, 402-479-1400. Also open up the phone lines at 710. You can call then if you want to talk to us in person. Well, by phone. Uh, Facebook.com slash Alan Canada. You can go in on the, uh, on the thread that's there as well. So we got that. Uh, we're going to hear from Bill Steffen at the Lead Center at 810 this morning. Look forward to talking to him a little bit about uh, about some of the things coming. It's a big few weeks at the lead. So we're going to have him joining us today. And John Bishop is going to join us at 835. Oh, yes. I look forward to talking to John Bishop. As our Nebraska Cornhuskers yesterday did the, uh, did the Creighton Blue Jays, which John Bishop is the play-by-play man for, a, a little bit of a solid last night. Helping them out with quality win, bumping up a tier in the NET rankings. Uh, and so, Creighton, you know, uh, fighting. Now, of course, Nebraska is uh, likely going to get an at-large, or excuse me, an automatic bid by winning the Big Ten tournament, but Creighton's still fighting for an at-large bid. So they, they probably won't have the one just handed to them, one like, like Nebraska will. So something that they got to watch, these, these games. Doesn't matter what other automatic qualifiers are just better, right? It just that's yeah, that's what Nebraska's so, going to have. So, so there you go. Um, so that's what we got coming up today. And yes, Munch Madness voting is live right now. If you go to klin dot com, click on the uh, picture of Caleb hammering a couple of, a couple of tacos, me with a burger that's almost falling apart, Mark 
jamming his face with spaghetti, and you can vote right there. And you, too, can vote. Yes. <laughs> we are in the Northwest region this morning. Your first matchup, the 116 matchup, Laszlo's versus Via Amore. Hmm. And uh, we'll have results. So we'll have results tomorrow from these first four on during the show tomorrow. Okay, you'll have those in your sports breaks. Yep, uh, tomorrow. So the first time you'll get to hear results is at six twenty-five ish every day going forward. But they'll be throughout the show. Yeah, the sports breaks. So those are your chances. Well, and, and we'll start results. today with the sports breaks of saying here's who's yeah. Participating. Even though I'm telling you right now. Uh, Mr. Huiz versus Big Red Restaurant, uh, Lead Bellies versus Rosie's, Vincenzo's versus A Taste of Louisiana. I'm not going to tell you who I voted for. I'm not going to put my thumb on the scale here. That's uh, that's up to you. But I did I did cast my votes just to make sure the thing was uh, working all right, and it's working great. So make sure to get to KLIN.com and vote right now. And by the way, let's check in on our Ride United standings. Let's see if we've got any any changes with that. Uh, no, Soulful Casina still at the top of the list. La Paloma in second. And then you've got Art and Soul and Taco in third for the fundraising competition. That's going to get somebody a $2,000 package of advertising to don't, from donating to Ride United. Listeners donating to Ride United from the United Way on their behalf. So you go to KLIN.com, you can make the donations there as well. So that's what we've, uh, we've got going on. If you missed it on our social media yesterday... A one of the new entrants for the first time, a rookie entrant into the field of sixty-four, is making some waves in town, and I love it. I, as the kids <laughs> say, I am here for it. Norms on forty-eighth, which a lot of people I think were aware of as a gas station, not necessarily as a as a eatery. Not to be confused with the the actual eatery, which with is right, eatery. which is right. 10 feet from them, <laughs> but uh, as as someone who serves food, as a business that serves food, uh, decided to get in a little encouragement for their fans to vote for Munch Madness on their sign, which you probably can see if you're driving down South 48th today over there by normal, and uh, it, it says uh, Munch Madness, say no, no to Momo. Vote for vote us. Vote for us at Munch Madness. <laughs> The shot across the bow from the 16 seed to the one seed. So listen, uh, marquee trash talk is not only legal here in Much Madness. It is, I would say, it's very encouraged. It's absolutely it's very encouraged. encouraged. So if you guys see any other, any other of the marquee trash talk as you're driving around Lincoln, please take a picture and send it to us. Text it to us on the on the Rickstein Recognition text line, or get a hold of us another way and and get it to us there because we want to be aware. We want to track. Does Momo need to respond now? Now Momo is not like the type of place that usually has a marquee, right? No, but so, they've got enough takeout orders. They can just start including like a little flyer that like can't spell normal without norms or something. <laughs> I don't know. They just start with all of the takeout orders. So, I mean, I don't know what other matchups you're going to have the heat ratcheted up on like you have in this one already, but I think it will probably start to happen. And now you ask, has Norms on 48th set them up, themselves up potentially to pull the a, mon- a monster, a monster upset in the first round? Could it happen? 
We'll see. They're picking up some fans just by being active like that. Listen, if you're one of these places in here, get get in on it. Get in on it. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Some of the other news that we've got this morning includes they got the signatures. Yes. They got like four to five times the amount of signatures that they needed. But Bunches they, and bunches of signatures. They did get the signatures on getting the fairness ordinance on the ballot now. The city has a choice. Uh, do you rescind? the law or do you put it forward on in an election uh-huh. um put the referendum to a vote i don't i've not been told by the mayor's office what they're doing on this <laughs> they wouldn't tell me that but my my guess is based on hearing the testimony and hearing the public comments from city council members and the mayor surrounding this to me it sounds like they're going to but I, I guess you never know. I guess you never know because 10 years ago when this happened, same thing. They did never put it on the ballot. They also mm-hmm. didn't rescind it. It kind of hung out there um, without anything happening. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it was rescinded. Right. Um, but they did not end up putting it on the ballot. And, and I don't think they, I think they were concerned about what the result would have been from, you know, I guess you would call it a, a PR standpoint from their perspective at the time. Mm-hmm. Um does that concern still exist today? Do, is there confidence that there's going to be a different result this time? Is the the when and how it gets on the ballot, wh- whatever that looks like, is that how much does that impact their confidence regarding this? Does the number of signatures gathered does in, the impact of, all those decisions? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just my gut feeling from the rhetoric around it and the the kind of the passionate support of it is that they'll. They will put it on the ballot, but I don't know. I'm kind of talking myself out. Maybe they go back to some some level of the the negotiating table on this. I don't know. Um, we will uh, we will see. So we rescind it. Could, could they? Could the council rescind it? Rewrite it and sure, pass you, could go, that? you could rescind it and go back to the drawing. Just start board. over. Go back to the drawing board and try and you know make it more palatable. But I don't know if that's I don't know if that's right. going to happen. I mean, right. I, I just, I don't know. I was just asking if that's something they could do. Yeah. Sure. Rescind it. Go back to the, the drawing board and go through the entire process again. But I don't. <laughs> just keep doing it until the other side doesn't get enough signatures. I do think, and I still do think it could have <laughs> been. wear them out. I still do think it could have been written in a way that predominantly does this, the same thing, but is somewhat less controversial. Uh-huh. Um. Especially as it applies to exceptions to public accommodations laws um, for for certain entities, but nonetheless, uh, we got the signatures. Now the city has to decide what to do on this. Uh, yesterday on the show, if you missed it, exclusive announcement: we were breaking news in the uh, in the city and in the state yesterday. Roy Christensen announces that he is going to run for the legislature at the filing deadline. And uh, he is going to be uh, seeking the District 28 seat. So that's Patty Panzing Brooks's seat. She'll be term limited out. Uh-huh. And Jane Raybould is already, we didn't even, in our conversation, we didn't necessarily get to his opponent. It was kind of more about more about him and what he stood for at the time. But how about this? Two city council mates are going to be going up against each other mm-hmm. in that District 28 race. But that wasn't... That wasn't the only one 
That wasn't the only one yesterday. Uh, Senator Daniel, former Senator Daniel Conrad resigned Tuesday as executive director of the ACLU, and she is going to run for District 46's spot. Now, there are already two spots, one of which is current city councilman James Michael Bowers. So you have three current or former city council members running, and then uh, you've got Daniel Conrad from the ACLU, former state senator, who is going to challenge James Michael Bowers. James Harold is also a candidate for that seat as well. And so you've got three candidates there for that one. For a while, it looked like you were going to have more unopposed seats than than you would normally have in a legislative year. Right. Now there are only two of them that are unopposed. That's Myron Dorn of Adams. That's District 30. There's actually some Lincoln constituents there. And then Tom Brandt of Plymouth, which also includes uh, parts of Lancaster County. So that, that primary is coming up on May 10th. So there you go. We were breaking news yesterday. And then, of course, I've got to give my hats off and my shout-out to the Nebraska basketball team, who, yes, my my passion and dedication for, I'll admit, has wavered this year. It's 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 tough out here as a fan. <laughs> I didn't didn't stop liking them or cheering for them, but at some point when the losses kept coming over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, it got a little bit different difficult to be a fan in the exact same way that you used to be. Uh-huh. So. Kudos to them for stepping up when they've got no reason to step up. You could mail it in, go on the senior slide to the end of this season for two straight games on the road looking to the eye test, Caleb, like a completely different team. I don't think I'm exaggerating that. No, this is absolutely look like nothing we've seen since that Colorado game on Halloween. Well, a little bit of the NC State, NC State game. Okay. And then you went four overtimes there. I I firmly believe that something happened psychologically with losing that NC State game mm. for this team going through a lot of the season. And you lost you lost Trey McGowan's early. Yeah, that, that's that, true. That's a big deal. He he locked he, up. Man, he's a good defender. He's so, so good. Such a, so, I mean, he's not getting the points that his brother is, but his defensive worth. And, and then you basically play the game. You know, kind of without a big man. Yeah. Because of foul trouble. And lat man, where's this been? That, that's the other thing is guys are making shots. Uh, that, they're that playing with confidence. Great. Alonzo Verge is playing the way that I'd wanted him to play all season, where it's a lot of pass first, but if he gets a mismatch and can take his guy. There were a couple times last night, Ver- Ohio State could not handle him. No. Could not. The twenty what twenty fourth team, twenty third rated team in the nation, twenty third made one team cry, made another team lose on their home court, and maybe lose a double bye. Wisconsin, so hey Wisconsin, hey you guys already won the Big Ten title. I'm sure you won't care that much about You're this game. Next six twenty four KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. 
a look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln, and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 638, welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Munch Madness voting day one is off to a rousing start. Caleb puts in his first report there. It's here Uh, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, to find out, well, first of all, to vote, go to KLIN.com, click on the Munch Madness logo, and then you can vote right there. Got to give us your uh, email and some information, not that we're going to do anything uh, fun with it, but uh, we, we, this is how we control some of the ridiculous uh, ballot stuffing scams that have gone on over the year, the years where there was some kind of a bot voting a million times. So you, you do have to give that full disclosure there uh, to be able to vote, but you'll want to do that anyway, and you can also sign up for the KLIN newsletter and do some of that stuff if you want to, too. Uh, but then put your vote in, and uh, we will have the first results, the first four matchups in the Northwest coming up tomorrow during Caleb's sportscast. Your first chance to hear results every morning going forward now is going to be at 628-ish. And then if you miss it then, 728-828. Yep. Throughout the course of the morning. And uh, good matchups here. This first one, a couple I really have my really have my eyes on. Uh, Laszlo's Via Amore is a 116. Mr. Huy's Big Red Restaurant, don't know what to do with that one. Lead Bellies versus Rosie's. I get the feeling Lead Bellies is win. Lead Bellies going to win that one, but you never know. And then Vincenzo's versus Taste of Louisiana, who a lot of people have circled as a big upset potential here. Yeah. Big upset potential. Well, in so Rosie's being down there on, what is that, 10th Street? Yeah, they're downtown they, now, back yeah, where they, Single they, Barrel used to yeah, be. Yeah, they've got a bunch of foot traffic comes through That's there. True. If they could get the vote out that way. Yep. Yeah, it was, they're uh, they're kind of neighbors with Lead Belly. Now, here's the thing. It is a Wednesday. If if you're, if you're Rosie's or a, an establishment like that, you want you want it on a Friday. You want your matchup yeah, on a Friday. Yeah. Listen, the, the the that just falls by the way that the bracket was organized. Trust me, I did not try and mastermind evil mastermind who did not get voting on weekends. That did not happen. Well, and, and the thing We're is going the, down from the top to there, the bottom, and, top to the bottom. And we should mention there is no voting on the weekends. Though those that go on Friday, that voting would end at midnight. Um the only one that goes on the weekend is the final fork. So if you are a, a weekend establishment that gets a lot more go. business, there you go. Make sure you get to the final fork. Use that advantage. All right, let's jump in to our sound off today. And as has been the case for a lot of these mornings in a row, we are going to start with what is happening in Ukraine. And this I saw yesterday. And you know, kind of with Caleb, everything now with this now, it's gotten to the point where you see a tweet with a a picture or a video or something, and there's a part of me that says, okay, is this real? Uh Is this not real? Well, I I saw this one yesterday afternoon and had that same thought, but this is coming out officially from Ukraine. So their, their, their government services are the ones that are reporting this. It's not just a video or something. And it's, it's not really a video at at all, but this is about um, an assassination attempt on the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. A Ukrainian national security chief confirms an assassination plot against President Vladimir Zelensky in which uh, the assassins were all killed. Apparently this, uh, well, according to uh, the national security chief and different accounts, uh, this team of assassins were part of a uh, elite Chechen team uh, called the Kadyrov unit. Uh, They were inserted uh, when the battle was taking place at the Hostomel airport. In the chaos, they were able to slip away. Uh, The uh, 
Ukrainians only learned about this plot through turncoat Russians who don't support the war effort. The assassins were located at the edges of the Hostomol airport, and they were all killed. Wow. So if that is actually the case, it does lend some credence to what Zelensky has been saying which is that he is he himself is target number one for the Russians, and he believes his mm-hmm. family is target number two. I know he also sat down with one of the uh, CNN correspondents that is in Kiev right now yeah. for an interview. Actually, well, they were actually standing up. They didn't sit down, they, but they did the interview. At the, the journalist went and got in some government cars. They took him to an undisclosed bunker. They stood there and, and did the interview, and... He said he's seen his family. So his family must not have fully evacuated. They must. They must be there because he's seen them. He said once since the invasion okay. began, and he said. I mean, he said a lot of other interesting. I mean, basically said the four hours that they sat there with the uh, doing the talks at the border um, weren't particularly productive. Which I think I, I don't think people, anyone expected them lot, to be. A lot of people saw that as well. So, uh, by the way, the dude is uh, dude same age as me. I learned that yesterday. Oh. He's uh, 44 years old. Same age as, I think I'm 44. <laughs> yeah, 44. I have to do the math. So um, so it, it, anyway, that was uh, that was interesting. You'd see a live interview during a wartime like that uh, with a head of state. Um, the strategy for Russia, though, you know, th- that's one of the things that people are keep discussing, kind of the military strategy here, because they've got these long convoys. Uh-huh. I mean, you'll see these pictures of these convoys that are outside of Kiev, which they kind of look like sitting ducks, but I don't know what the capability is right now for the Ukrainian military to do airstrikes or something similar on that. And then there's really heavy shelling going on in some of these other cities that are not Kiev right now. They seem to be focusing on the eastern city of Kharkiv and the southern southern city of Mariupol as they try to uh, gain control over other areas of Ukraine, presumably with the object of allowing them then to move further towards Kiev and surround it from all sides. We are hearing intelligence that they have a lot of logistical supply issues, uh, that they are low on gas and there are also some reports obviously we cannot confirm them uh, the russian troops have been sabotaging their own equipment in some cases presumably because they do not want to be part of putin's war but that convoy remains there cutting their own gas tanks and leaking gas that kind of thing is what he's referring to in this whole thing but i mean i mean that's the thing in at least some of the cases i i think the, uh, the the reporting is that you've got these young soldiers, especially the, you know young newer soldiers, and they've been painted this picture that they're going in to liberate this country that is going to be waiting for them with open right. arms. Yeah, that is going to say, "Thank God you are here to save us from the you know Nazism or whatever Putin calls it uh, that's going on in in Ukraine," and they're realizing, no, they're getting accosted by citizens. Everywhere that you go, everywhere that they go, and the the boldness of some of these citizens now, any time around one of these towns that there that you've got Russian soldiers there are that are out and about around Ukrainian people, they all just come out and either stand there in their way, uh-huh. verbally accost them, videotape them uh, throughout this entire thing, and I think there are a lot of people who are said, "Well, this isn't not at all what we were." 
told that we were going to have uh-huh. when we got here. We were going to be heroic liberators right. of this place, and it's just, I think that's a little bit of what's going on there as well. Um, but then there's this, too. We had Roy Christensen on the show yesterday, and of course, right. uh, broke the news about him. But do you remember he was talking about these thermal weapons yeah. that he was concerned that the Russians are going to start using? And I didn't know a lot about how they worked, and the way he described them, frankly, was chilling. Um, but that is a concern that that is going to become the next phase of this. As Putin's forces face setbacks, many U.S. officials worry he may be pushed to use more lethal weapons that could cause large-scale civilian casualties like thermobaric weapons, vacuum bombs, known as the father of all bombs, which generate high temperatures that can start fires and burn everyone and everything within its blast radius. U.S. officials assess the Russians have moved launcher systems for thermobaric weapons into ukraine but not the weapon itself okay uh so that's something of course to to keep an eye on and it just a it sounds terrible all of this does but that sounds particularly terrible um all right let's uh let's get into some other stuff right now state of the union of course last night i was a little bit too busy uh celebrating the spoils of nebraska basketball <laughs> as we to get all super were. invested in this but it did happen last night a little, a little recap if you're like me and you missed it president biden vowing to stand up to russian aggression get control over soaring inflation and unite congress but reaction is split following his first state of the union putin has unleashed violence and chaos But while he may make gains on the battlefield, he'll pay a continuing high price over the long run. Amid inflation numbers at a 40-year high and low favorability among voters, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds likening it to a bad trip down memory lane. President Biden and his party have sent us back in time to the late 70s and early 80s, when runaway inflation was hammering families. The president hits the road today, heading to Wisconsin to further push his domestic agenda. In Washington, Malva Rivera, Fox News. It would have been a nice touch if she was... Kim Reynolds was going to say, going back to the late seventies and early eighties, a little bit of, a little bit of yacht rock in the background. That's really <laughs> of the era, you know, a little, just little Kenny Loggins, maybe, a little Toto, Steely Dan. Think about it just for next time. Uh, uh, Major League Baseball. Oh god, the worst, the absolute worst. Talks broke down yesterday with no plans for more, and they're now at the canceling games portion of this whole thing. Today marks 91 days since the work stoppage began, and as MLB Commissioner Rob Manford announced the first two series of the upcoming season are now scrapped. Talks are expected to start as early as tomorrow to work towards solidifying a new collective bargaining agreement. The clubs and our owners fully understand just how important it is to our millions of fans that we get the game on the field. Commissioner Manford yesterday in Florida after the Players Association rejected a best and final offer, as they referred to it, at the MLBPA unanimously rejected. Quite honestly, needed to be and could have been and should have been discussed in more depth much earlier than they were. Players Union Chief Tony Clark, as of today, a total of 91 regular season MLB games have been canceled for 2022. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. We understand how much the fans care, but... We don't care about that that much. Well, the, the the owners were disingenuous going into their final and best offer. Because did you hear what they did with that final and best offer? Well, it was interesting. Last night, there's two nights ago, it sounded like there was all this momentum. Uh-huh. It was about to be done, and then it turns out they weren't as close as everybody said. They when were. they did that final and best offer, 
the owners threw in a bunch of other items that hadn't even been discussed yet. <sighs> so it wasn't like, oh, we'll meet you in the middle on some of these other yeah. things. They tried to sneak some stuff through. Listen, last time there wasn't baseball, of course, was because of the pandemic, not because of labor strife, although they had labor strife going on uh-huh. there, too. And it was so disappointing when April came because there was nothing going on. There was nothing going on that year. At least now, at least now, Caleb, we've got we've got college baseball. We've got college softball. We've got all high school, the high school youth stuff. baseball. We've got we've got March Madness into the championships. We've got uh, we got NBA playoffs. We've got movies. We've got everything. We've got concerts. Snoop Dogg is coming. You know, <laughs> I mean, we got other things. We've got other things going on here. So that's uh, I. You know, I I wanted to watch baseball. I'm a big Royals fan. I really I, I'm a big Major League Baseball fan, but. It's it's going to be hard. Well, and Major League Baseball was already having issues picking up more fans, growing the game, just oh, keeping God. the attention of it's general like, fans. They run that league. I mean, they run that league like they are morons when it comes to marketing. I'm Here's sorry. the thing: with, ev- with everything going on, everything else that you could possibly take in, I enjoy baseball. But if Major League Baseball doesn't play a season, I won't even notice till October, and I'll be like, oh, there's not a World Series happening. Yeah. All right, let's grab a break. Uh, Officer Chad is in the house. We're going to talk to him coming up next. Crime Stoppers and more. Talk with Cop 652 on KLR. They done it. And now LPD needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. 655 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Officer Chad in the house with us. Morning, Chad. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Hey, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. This is totally just, I know you're not only background police but military stuff and not political at all but when you're watching some of the stuff with, with ukraine like I just, i'm curious how people who know that stuff better than i do are reacting to um it. well I'll, I'll tell you right now president Zelensky, dude's a rock star yeah that guy he is he is amazing in my opinion um i think the resolve of the ukrainian people i just, what else can you say right the, those people are they're awesome they're holding out against russia Right. For, for God's sake, and they're, I, I get the feeling that they're not just holding out. They're kind of winning this deal, and um, it's pretty good to see. Yeah, you've been, you've been put in chaotic, dangerous situations in, you know, in both both parts of your life. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that, though? Like, you're, I mean. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, I can't, and it's kind of funny. My, my wife and daughter and I talked about this at dinner the other day, and my daughter asked, you know, could that ever happen here? And, you know, we had the discussion about historically, you know, in World War One and Two, Japan and Germany, mm-hmm. they were kind of scared to invade the U.S. because we all own guns and we're not scared to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of devolved into a different conversation sure. about everything in our safe and what we would <laughs> do if somebody came in. But uh, no, it's so I was deployed to Bosnia and Kosovo um, three different times. And, you know, I got to, to to go in to see the aftermath of things like this. And um, it's honestly, truly humbling and makes me appreciate what we have here. Yeah. Um, we're, we're very, very fortunate yeah. for where we live, uh, the kind of nation we're in, regardless of what's going on right now, whether you agree with current administration, the past administration, 
We've got it pretty good here, folks. Yeah, that's we really do. one of the things that I've been I've been thinking about too. And I can't, with, man, just all the pictures and videos of equipment and obviously casualties and all of that. You talk yeah. about going in after the fact, but that's going to be, I mean, uh, it is going to be a mess. Yeah, um, absolute mess. Infrastructure, a mess, heartbreaking. Um, you name it. Um, believe it or not, we do have officers that have family members on both sides of this deal. Oh my goodness! So it's. It's wow. obviously a pretty sensitive subject. Sure. Um, really, really got to tread lightly on it. I'm but, sure. You know, uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody over there that's that's holding out, and and best of luck to you. Because, yeah. like I said, to me, the Ukrainian people, you guys are all rock stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, uh, let's hear about what's going on with Crime Stoppers. Right. Thanks for the insight there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll pick whatever expertise I can get. From you. <laughs> well, I didn't, boy, you're really shooting low on the expertise dial there. <laughs> experience uh, there we go all right uh first one we have is prying into parking this one goes back to february 23rd or excuse me february 4th uh we have pictures of a gentleman that went into an apartment building or near cottoner and o went through several vehicles some of them he had to actually break the windows to get into have at least five victims in this case and a total loss of about seventeen hundred dollars okay uh the next one we have is forged fakes a uh, business here in Lincoln had a forged check that got passed to their business or through their business account. We did get footage of the person that is supposed to have taken the check, went to a bank at 40th and Old Cheney, passed a forged check, and got about $1,500. A unique thing is he's got a tattoo on the right side of his neck. Ah, okay. So thank you for the neck tattoos. Those always help. <laughs> thank you for the tattoos. <laughs> I if people want to help out, what's the best way to help out with Crime Stoppers? You can get a hold of us at 475-3600 or at LincolnCrimestoppers.com. All right. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. You're Talk welcome. to you next week. What Chapter Ride Wednesday? Coming up next, 7 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on your Wednesday morning, March 2nd, 2022. We set time aside for you, the listeners, the community, on Wednesdays at 710. Tell us what is chapping your height. Yeah, it may seem like something in the end that is kind of trivial, kind of little, but still it is therapeutic to tell it to someone. We've found that to be the case with our scientific studies about this over the course of the last decade, continuing to do a public service to the city of Lincoln to make it a better place. Here's how it works. You can call in if you want to, although the phone lines are jam-packed right now. You can also text in the Rickstown Recognition text line at 402-479-1400, same as the hotline. Or we got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. By the way, I'm going to start out because I left him out last week unintentionally. Uh, Steven on the text line says, what chaps decide, no Mark Vale to keep Jack and Caleb in line. They'll be back on Monday. So we'll see. We'll see. And then also... The flashing yellows. <laughs> there it is. Playing the hits right off the right off the top. So there you go, Stephen. Thanks for texting in. Uh, to the phones we go, and that Paul leading off today. That Paul, the floor is yours. In the seventies, it was Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jack, you'll have to explain that to Caleb. <laughs> today it is Russia, Russia, Russia. I know I'm a little late with this, but what the heck, Valieva? You know that Russian figure skater at the Olympics tests positive for a banned substance and still gets to skate? <laughs> they yep. still haven't awarded the medals for the teamy bit over this? Why? 
IOC? Are we really still trying to appease the Russians? Come on, strip them of the medals already. You know, while we're at it, how about we stop calling them Moscow mules and instead start calling them Kiev kicks? Only spell it K Y I K S. Yeah. Battle learn them. I gotta go. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Huh. Is that the Freedom Fries of oh, the Freedom 2022? Fries. <laughs> no, no more Moscow mules. Uh, plus, those copper cups are so expensive. They are. And they get stolen from bars sometimes. Don't do that. Did not know that. All right, back to the Rickstown Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Mike, batting second today. Mike, the floor is yours. Morning. Morning, gentlemen. Oh, what a tough act to follow. Huh? Yep, yep. Anyway, Many people uh, are saying. Hey, just just two little items here. If today at work or at home you see a neighbor or a friend or a coworker and it looks like they have a little smudge on their forehead, don't tell them. We know it's there. It's Ash Wednesday, okay, people? Yes. Okay, we know. Yes, thank you. We're not going to wash it off. We're not going to wash it off. And also, um, I didn't see the uh, best fish fry in Lincoln in the ballot this year. That over oversight overlooked. Uh, di- didn't get it. Didn't get the nominations. The people control it, Mike. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Have a good day, guys. Have a good one. See you later. <laughs> Mike in a very Lenten mood here today, dropping the Ash Wednesday and the fish fry talk there. He tells me about that fish fry all the time. Yeah. Must be amazing. Didn't get out the Gentile vote. (laughs) Guess not. Uh, Back to the phones. Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. The floor is yours. Good morning. You know what I don't like? Uh, These automatic updates to phones and my iPad. (laughs) I find them the most annoying because it sets all those settings back to the original factory settings and you have to go through every one. I get so tired. Do you want a password? No. Do you want to allow us to see your gallery of photos? No. Do you want everything is they ask is no. Do you want you want us to allow where uh, know where your location is. No. And it goes through every single one of those every time. Now, I've gotten to the point where I just don't update when it asks for my Android phone. But on the iPad, if you don't, it keeps flashing in front of yep, you. Yep, yep. Oh, I guess you could just pretend like you just got a brand new one and it can be a very exciting because that's basically what it's like, setting a brand new one up. Definitely. Yep. But that is because I did get a brand new one, and that's why it brought it to mind because I did get a new iPad. And I, oh, I have to go through this again and again. So that's definitely what chaps my heart. I got it. Thank you very much, Debbie. I appreciate it. Let me piggyback on to her. Okay, these TV apps, okay, on a smart TV or a Roku or uh-huh. whatever, how many times do I have to prove that I am me to you? I've been watching on the same TV, okay? I've been, I've got, I've been paying you for years. For this service, at some point, you've got to not send me to an eight-factor authentication for me just to watch Bleeps Creek or or a Big Ten basketball game. You, you can say it. It's a no. I'm not. Title. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying. Okay. It. Or a Big Ten basketball game or whatever. the The amount of verification that is needed. I mean, to do those things. There's, a, I mean, I, I should basically have some sort of high-level military clearance before I get through that thing. 
every single time I want to watch anything. Got to go to this website. Then you got to do the authentication code. And then you got to, you know, every time, then you got to verify your, your cable provider or whatever that uh-huh. it is. Every, what, let me do it once. I'm fine doing it once. I get why it's there, uh-huh. but it's the same device every time. Well, you, you, you talk about doing that for your, your TV and your Roku and signing on for all of those apps. I don't feel like I should have to authenticate who I am if I'm signing on to pay my student loans. If someone else has that information and they'd like to be paying my student loans, don't authenticate. Let them pay it. And you know, you know, you know what else? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was in a good mood to start this thing. You know what else? There are a few websites to do things like pay student loans or 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 do things at your you know like work HR stuff or whatever, uh-huh. where you only visit them maybe one, two, three times a year. If that, if that, <laughs> but when you do visit every time that you visit it, the password that you set the last time has expired and you've got to put a new password in and it will not let you do one of the same passwords that you've had in Can, the past. Cannot use one of your previous six passwords. I have to change my password every time. We're running out of words in the dictionary for me to use for this thing to ever access it. I've, I've gone through all of the numbers that I can use. I've gone through the symbols I can change out. <laughs> and it's like, I've never known what the password of this thing is because I have to change it every time. All right, back to the phones. Richard is next. Good morning. Richard, what's chapping your hide today? Well, what chaps my hide is the fact that uh, the StarTran downtown terminal transfer facility at Gold's building is totally inadequate. There are ah. no public restrooms down there. Uh, there's no security. Uh, we had a man who was 69 years old that got assaulted by a 40-year-old down there while he was waiting for the bus. And the city of Lincoln just needs to prioritize getting a new terminal transfer facility for Star Trek. It's been talked about, but it hasn't happened yet, right? Yeah. It has not happened. We keep applying for grants, and we keep getting turned down. Uh the latest wrinkle is that there was a site that was selected southwest of the Golds Building. I remember that. Yeah. And that now is out the window because apparently there's some hazmat-type stuff underground there. And uh, the Dorsey Building may be on the Register of Historic Places. Gotcha. So it can't be demolished. Gotcha. So yeah. we're, we're back to square one. We're looking for a site. My feeling is the city ought to bite the bullet. Not wait for a federal grant that may never come, and just finance this out of general tax revenue or maybe a bond issue. And if you want to public promote public transportation, that's a, that's an important hub there. So, hey, I appreciate the call, Richard. Thank you. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred, the Rickstown Recognition Hotline. If you want to get in on this, you got a whole bunch of the Facebook page. Okay, let me go real quick through the text so I don't leave them out. Real quick, uh, Jason says at our house we refer to that show as Poop River. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see. Rick says I've had enough of the fake persona shtick of frequent KLN callers trying to make the show their own. The Howdy guy was the original because everyone else is a poser and should be hung up on. I like him. Sorry, I like him. I like it. It's my show. I like, I like most of them. I like it. I like when people embrace the embrace the segment. I like it much better than people who don't get the segment. <laughs> that I will say. If I so there you go. Um, you are you and Chris and Olathe fighting about the baseball strike or the baseball? No, we're lockout? we're not fighting anymore. Oh, okay. I, I convinced him. 
We're good. All right. Chad I says, won. Big Ten officiating chaps <laughs> my head. There can be a group. Can there be a group of people that are more inconsistent? Jason says the orange construction barriers by the arena chap my head. Put in a walking area. Throw those things away. I think he, we talked to him about to him about that one before. I, uh-huh. I kind of a, kind of agree with that. And Ben says the BGs who did not include Andy Gibbs were also popular in the seventies. I don't even think that was a what chaps my head. No, that, that was, was just from earlier. That's okay. part of the conversation. Right. Let's go to the Facebook page now. Let's see what the Facebook face burgers Facebookers. Uh, are I got much madness on my mind. You ever had a face burger? Uh, Rich said earlier last night, he said, uh, I'll get back to you after tonight's Husker basketball games. <laughs> basketball game. So hopefully, I guess he's fine now. Sarah said, beautiful weather outside, but my schedule is so packed, I don't even get to see the sunshine. I know I didn't get outside until I was picking up my daughter at 3.30 yesterday. I need to find a way to get outside more. But I did sit on the deck last night, Caleb, and watch that Husker basketball game last night. That we went nice. to the park before I, I went and watched that. Was that very it was very nice. It was fun. All right. Uh, Craig says, big trucks on the stretch of Highway 2 Lincoln that requires them to stay in the right lane. Approximately only 14th to 90th. I never see this being enforced. Maybe Officer Chad can fix that. Oh, we'll pass it along to him. Maybe let's also give me get that South Beltway going. Let's go. Get that South Beltway going. Uh, John says, having to listen to Jack all morning now that the Huskers have won two in a row. <laughs> and then Marcia says, no joke. Jeez, guys. Do you prefer Do you prefer down in the dumps feeling sorry for himself? Whiny Jack? Is that what you really I think, want? I think they, they want some kind of happy medium. Because I'm, there is, there is not one a man end, of mediums. I, I know you're not. But there is one end of the spectrum where everything is a disaster and the other end end of the spectrum where we're the greatest team in the I world. Was, I was getting killed from people for not being supportive enough of the team, and now I simply say they've got a ch- chance of going to the Final Four, and everybody's d- still not getting what they want. I can't please you guys. <laughs> do you want me happy or do you want me sad? <laughs> uh, let's see. Andrew says, bars that serve cloudy ice. If you're trying to fancy up your drinks, offer me a giant cube or sphere in my overpriced bourbon. At least have the decency to do it right. I don't want a cube that's foggier than Link- London in September. Ice can be gross sometimes. Andrew says, my golf course is closed because we need rain. Uh, Ward says, now that March is upon us, college basketball refs that blow the whistle for video review where there was clear buzzer beater. Just put the whistle away and let them celebrate. Benjamin says, where has this effort been all season for Nebraska men's basketball? James says, MLB franchise owner whose organizations charge $12 for a hot dog and still don't think they're making enough money. No doubt. Carol says, no snow, no snow days from work. Love the nice weather, but I also love an excuse to stay cozy at home. Maria says, my dog's starting to so shine. She's getting old, stupid arthritis. Uh, let's see. Logan says, politicians. Sandy says, the real state of the union. Mark says, what's happening in Ukraine and the Ukrainian people? And Will says... Speaking of speaking of which part of this I like and I don't like, Will says fraudulently elected president. All right. Well, I think Jason Ball was uh, correctly elected president of the Lincoln Chamber. Uh, Seven twenty-three. We will uh, take a break. We got sports coming up next. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KL. All right. Let's get us started today with number five. Not only did the effort to get signatures to put the Lincoln's Fairness Ordinance on the ballot get the 4,000-plus they needed, they got over four times that amount, with over 18,000 announced at an event yesterday. Once the signatures are verified by Lancaster County officials, City Council will need to make a decision on if they will rescind the ordinance, rescind the ordinance, multiple words there that I'm struggling with, apparently, <laughs> or have it put on the ballot for voters to decide its fate. Yeah, you know, my my thought has always been that 
this time around, I think they actually will put it on the ballot, but there there are things to weigh on that. There's uh-huh. the potential of not winning, which you factor in the kind of response that the petition got, obviously, in that that calculus. Like, I don't... Right. I don't, Does getting announced 18,000 signatures versus getting 6,000 signatures play into that decision? Yeah, I don't know how much, how much that factors into your calculus of what would happen. I don't know that you've necessarily got polling, but uh, the other thing that factors in is when that actual when and how that election actually happens right right is it is a special election is it a part of a different election is it an in-person election is it a mail-in election all of all of those things are are probably questions right now but my sense again is that the way that most of the council um and the mayor were passionately behind this and have continued to be this doesn't that doesn't seem like a tact that you would take Pulling it from the pulling it from the ballot uh-huh. with that kind of you know w- w- with taking that kind of strong position at at the beginning, but goes the ballot. I mean, I don't know. I think I think that I think when this first started, I think there was a part of me that thought just knowing what Lincoln's electorate has done in the past in elections and kind of where they've been, my thought was it'll probably still pass. But I, the, I mean. I think the opponents have have done a a, a good job of mobilizing uh, uh-huh. mobilizing and getting people fired yeah. up about this thing as well. And and there's some there's some real hot button issues in there as well. Now, the one thing you asked me before, and and I guess would be possible, is that you rescind it with the idea of rewriting it uh-huh. to some degree. And maybe making some change. Like I, I can tell you a few changes that I think you could make to it. That would be that would make it somewhat less controversial. Mm-hmm. That probably wouldn't impact. That really wouldn't impact it practically all that much. Right. But now to, I don't know that anybody wants to do that. To the so. decision for the election, the options are obviously you have a primary coming up. You've got a general, but it'll probably be special election. That, because, that's what I. That's be, what people had been telling me. Well, now, because it, if you if you look at the makeup of the city council, why would you want to put something on a primary or a general election that is going to be a hot button topic to drive people to the polls? But you know what's going to happen. I mean, if they make it a special election, people are are going to people are going to critique back and say, "Well, you're trying to minimize turnout for for this sort of a thing," and it's. I know, this whole thing is going to continue yeah. to be messy. It, it's it's going to be, and there's a lot of reasons for that that are out there. Um, and and then the other question I asked this yesterday is how dedicated, how well funded are campaigns for and against this uh-huh. too? Does it start to look like a you know? I mean that certainly happens with ballot initiatives and other issues uh-huh. as well. And so how much does that happen? But nonetheless. Um, as we expected, they're going to have not only the signatures they need, but more than enough signatures to right. force that decision now for the city. Number four. Keeping things political, yesterday LNK Today broke political news with Roy Christensen announcing his candidacy for the unicameral, but that wasn't the only last-minute announcement yesterday, as Danielle Conrad, former state senator who has been who had been serving as the head of Nebraska ACLU, announced she will seek her old seat in District 46, that's where James Michael Bowers and James Harold were already running. Yeah, and then Roy Christensen, he was on the show yesterday, made his announcement with us. Danielle 
uh, filed a little bit later uh, in the day and, and made that announcement. But interestingly enough, Christensen's opponent now in 28, who would have been running opposed, is City Councilwoman Jane Raybould. Okay? So now in these contested districts here in uh-huh. Lincoln, you have got three current or former city council members who are running for these seats. Right. And I'm trying What to- you get with all of that is, by the way, a, a track record to compare candidates. You That's know, true. If, if you've served on city council, especially if you've served together, you've got a track record. If you're a former state senator, there's a track record to look at. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, Roy and Jane obviously know each other very well, and they uh-huh. will be going up against one another in, in that district. And then you've got, you know, uh, former Senator Daniel Conrad obviously has a record in, in the Senate. Um, but challenging, the interesting thing about that is challenging where you had a, I know it's nonpartisan, but having a, a, somebody who would be a, considered a Democrat already uh-huh. running in that district in, in James Michael Bowers. That's fascinating to me on that whole thing. So we'll see. And you know what, guys? I'm, I'm going to be totally honest when I'm talking about these. Of the, all the names I read, more than half of them I would consider pretty good friends of mine. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think that reflects sometimes on how I talk about local politics is that I legitimately consider a lot of people that we talk about in these sorts of things, Republicans and Democrats that I've encountered in my life and I've become not even related to this job necessarily, Uh and I've become friends with over time. And I don't think any of them are evil. I don't. And that gets me, I mean, people hate, sometimes hate that about me, that I, I don't think that uh, especially when we're talking about local politics i just don't think these are i don't think they're it i don't think they're terrible people when it comes to this but it'll be certainly interesting to see them all up against one another in races because (laughs) yeah like i said of of all of those names that i said on those two races i would consider you know most of them most of them somebody i either know or know well uh, on this whole thing so moving along Number three. Nebraska men's basketball has won back-to-back road games for the first time in the Hoiberg era and knocked off a ranked opponent for the first time since the end of the 2018-19 season. Huskers upset number 23 Ohio State 78-70 last night in Columbus, which now begs the question, how much more can this team do with Wisconsin Sunday in the Big Ten tournament next week? I don't believe they're going to lose until they actually lose. So, And now I got... Wow, what a, what a ledge to go! I don't think they're going to lose until they actually. Well, I'm not lose. going to it. I'm not going for until I'm planning on them winning until further notice. Okay, Caleb, and you go. I mean, yeah, and I, maybe I am compensating for what happened the rest of the season emotionally, and when my complete dedication to being the fan I always have has wavered a little bit, maybe I'm trying to to paint back over some of that, or maybe Caleb. I just like this feeling that I have had so rarely, and I am making the most out of it right now. So, you know, if I'm admitting you can put a filter on it that way. All of that said, Wisconsin just won the Big Ten title, Caleb. They've got their seed locked in. They, I mean, they got no reason to. Right. They got no reason to care about little old Nebraska, who they just destroyed back in Lincoln a couple of months ago. No, I'm sure they. I'm sure they'll come in with a great mental attitude here. Nebraska looks like a, it's it's incredible. Nebraska looks like a completely different team. You want to know the, what is still on the table for this team? 
21 season. Wait, is that ma- how many is the Big Ten tournament? I think they'd have to win four, four or five in the Big Ten tournament. Well, they, they they're going to play on the first night, so yeah, first I can't do it right now. Yeah, the, 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 because of the bracket, the, yeah. yeah. Um, then you I got your five. Sunday, and then you got six in the NCAA tournament. Six, so that's that's six and six. That's twelve. Yeah. And what are they at right now? Nine and twenty-one. Oh, okay, twenty-one and twenty-one. <laughs> you get to five hundred with that. <laughs> hey, and you know what? I'm gonna for all of the times I've been frustrated because of of uh, bad shots and some play that you know wasn't where it should have been. And I think he would have admitted that. Alonzo Verge, man, whoo! Last night, Alonzo. When he's on, now, he's the, on. The, yeah. They were struggling. They were struggling handling Alonzo Verge last night. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. And, uh, you know. And it helps when guys are making shots. Not just wide open shots, but when Latman doesn't pump fake and dribble into a poor 15-footer. When you've got C.J. Wilcher going off for 13 in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, individually, so many guys are playing significantly better. Lat is playing significantly better right now. Yes. Wilcher's probably been having a he's been having the most consistent season of anyone. Anyway, Verge playing a whole lot better. Having Trey back, getting closer to a hundred percent, makes yeah. a huge difference. Well, the complimentary basketball defense. that you're able to get out of the McGowan's brothers is the the defense and the grit out of Trey, and he'll come through in big moments just by being he he's the tough veteran who's right. out there and. You get younger brother who's just going to go fill it up on the offensive end. Yeah, and he shortened up that rotation too. Yep, hasn't that it? That shortened up quite a bit. Yeah, it really has. All right, moving on. Number two, education without distractions. That is the goal behind a bill in the Nebraska legislature that would prohibit students from having their cell phones in class. Kids would place their smartphones and similar electronic devices into a designated clear container as they enter the classroom. They could go and get it in cases of emergency or if there's a perceived threat to safety. Students could also carry one of them for health reasons with a doctor's one on them uh, with a uh, doctor's note. Now, Jack. There's a lot of classrooms already do this. Are, what do you see as potential issues with this bill okay, right away? I, for, well, first of all, the theory I don't disagree with, the philosophy I don't disagree with about it, but I don't know why decisions like this wouldn't be left up to, to school districts instead, uh-huh. of, instead of statewide for whatever reason. But I, I like the idea. I mean, yeah, I, I generally support that idea. I just don't see district to district. I'm curious what the, what the counter argument would be. Exactly. Well, there's a lot of classrooms that utilize the technology, utilize the phones. There's a lot of of use for it, and I know that just from the way my mom has told me how she uses technology and uses cell phones in her classroom, making an advantage out of what's already there. Now, obviously, yes, times those can be distractions, and you see it in some classrooms where here's a bucket or a clear container and the phones go in there as soon as you come in, but also at what point... Are parents upset by that, that they don't have the communication access? I wouldn't be. I know you wouldn't be, but there are parents that, man, nothing against the small schools that I grew up in, but there are some parents that are mad just to be mad at teachers. And if you take their phone, they are going to the stu- They are going to the Board of Education. Really? Yes. Well, I thought yeah. parents are, okay. Yeah, parents can be very unreasonable people. They get them um, during passing periods and that right. kind of stuff, um, and lunch. Right. right. Uh, but you find a way to use what is there, and if the students have that on them, you're taking 
not necessarily quizzes, but you're going through, you're teaching something, and it's all, all right, well, what do you guys think this is going to be? Say you're teaching social studies. They put it all up there. Well, see, this is where you have the learning moments of doing stuff on the fly. Make the technology part of your classroom. I support the discussion. I just don't. I don't get why we're doing things like this on the state. I mean, no. with education more than anything in the school districts and and health t- standards and all of those those things. Let these things happen. Discussions happen in the communities with the parents, with the teachers, with the school boards in the communities instead of the state. You know, having a one size fits all for. A, I mean, a lot of the stuff with schools that would be. Yeah, not just cell phones. A lot of the yeah, stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Moving on. Number one. According to Channel Eight Eyewitness News, a forum on the situation in Ukraine held on the University of Nebraska campus yesterday was hacked as students and those in attendance watched as pornographic images and screams blasted through a Zoom call set up for those who couldn't attend. Despite the attempt to halt the discussion, panelists from professors to Lincolnites from Ukraine continued on. So do we... uh, So Channel 8 had this story, and they don't have... There's not a lot more information on exactly where where this came from, how it happened, any of that. I, I assume that it's been looked into since then, but the reporting so far doesn't indicate anything further about that. And you got to wonder was this just was this just some kind of hooligans doing this or was there something a little bit more nefarious about the topic matter here because this was a uh this is a stand with ukraine panel at the university and and like you said caleb had professor that had uh, ukrainian uh citizens of lincoln mm-hmm. and all of that thing it's uh I'm not saying uh, Moscow is caring about uh, no. uh, something like that, but was this somebody who was really trying to get at the message on this thing, or may, really trying to make a point, or just screwing around? I think the, I think it was someone just screwing around. We'll see if we hear more on that. Seventy five. We'll take a break. That is it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. Wing LIN. I uh, just got an additional time saver traffic note from Chris Lofgren. Seventieth and Van Dorn accident. So watch for slowdowns in that area. Well, it's been a while since we visited with our next guest, and. He is about to embark on a busy stretch at the Leeds Center here in Lincoln, the Center for Performing Arts. Bill Steffen joins us right now. Good morning, Bill. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm thrilled to be here. You guys have have had some stuff going on, but man, it really picks up here in the next few weeks. Yes, we've been back to, you know, full capacity, big shows. We had, you know, over 6,000 people come to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We just had an amazing performance with Bernadette Peters, and she literally... I love you know Broadway, and we had her 10 years ago. Her performance on Saturday Night was even better than it was 10 years ago. I wow. couldn't believe it. And she, and she just turned 74. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah, and that. And she looked fantastic. She sounded... It was amazing. I would have so. never guessed that from the promotional pictures. Well, uh, <laughs> well uh, yeah. And, and she looks literally... She hasn't aged a day since I, I remember seeing her 10 years ago. Well, let's get right into then what's coming up. I think there's a lot of what we want to cover. And we just want to give people some options because, man, you know, it's 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 great to see some of the things changing with COVID right now. Knock on wood that that continues and that allows for even more normalcies. You guys have been doing shows and doing things, but boy, it feels like we're setting in a little bit here, Bill, to what can be a, a great return to normalcy through these performing arts. Absolutely, you know we, we've uh, you know had full capacity crowds for you know quite a while now, but concessions are back, right. and um, you know our masks, you know policy follows the university and the county, which is optional. That's our general 
um, you know, strongly encouraged. However, you know, some artists do require masks, you know, from, from their perspective. Okay. And so, um, so like this so weekend, check that. Yeah, yeah. So just check with the lead center and, um, like river dance next week is masks are optional. Okay. So, and we have three performances of, of river dance. So this Saturday night, yes, we've got, yes, we've order. got stars of the American ballet. Okay. And this is a, a group made up of some of the top, ballet dancers in the nation from places like New York City Ballet, American Ballet Theater, Houston Ballet, just the very top ballet companies, top dancers performing duets, trios, and ensemble works from your most celebrated ballets. They're really top dancers. So it's rare that we, you know, we haven't had American Ballet Theater at the Lead Center before, mm -hmm, of course. Mm -hmm. And this falls in that tradition of the very best dancers. And so it's a rare opportunity to see this kind of artist skill in Nebraska. Normally I have to go to New York to see this type of, of work. And it's the best um, dancers performing some of your favorite pieces. So it's great. If you've never seen a ballet before, this is a great, let's see the highlights of the best of. Right. Or if you've been to ballet many times, this is a, you got to see it because this doesn't come around very often. So it's like going to a, a show in New York, but there's a place to park and the food is going to cost, to be reasonable. You yes. go out to dinner, drinks before or after. Absolutely. It's not going to cost you yeah. an arm and a leg. All of those things, all the good things that come yes. along with that. That's awesome. So, so we're, we're really excited about this show. First time ever in Nebraska. Um, this particular um, production works. That's this cool. Saturday night, and then really soon next week, St. Patrick's Day is yep. coming up, and we have the ultimate St. Patrick's Day celebration. We've got River Dance twenty five. This is the twenty fifth anniversary of River Dance. So that's in incredible. You know, I know last year you did an Irish show around St. Patrick's Day. I went to that. You got River Dance right around St. Patrick's Day again this year. Like that's got to be the most difficult. That's like booking Snoop Dogg on four twenty. I mean, that's like, it, yeah, it, like, it is true. It is it's true, yes. And I'm working on next <laughs> next year's St. Patrick's Day right now. Good. Cool. Yeah, I'm actually working on Gaelic Sturm. I don't know if you remember Gaelic yeah. Sturm or not, but um, mm -hmm. they've been to the Lead Center quite, quite that's next year. But yeah. River Dance, you know, the precision dancing, the excitement. Um, it's just, it's all those things that you've known and loved from Riverdance from years past, but there's some new twists. Okay. Um, so they have a little bit of world, you know, world dance from other cultures, so it's mostly Irish, but there's a little bit of other, you know, fantastic, some of the most popular dramatic dance. There's some new choreography, costumes, you know, it's it's totally fresh. So if you've seen it before, you're not seeing the same show. Um, plus, they have a new star that's part of the show, and her name is Morgan Bullock, mm -hmm. and she's one of those internet sensations, you know, millions and millions of views on YouTube and TikTok, and her name is Morgan Bullock. If you, you know, Google and that's her. how she was discovered, essentially? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she was discovered because she is an African-American um, Irish dancer. Okay. And um, everybody was saying... Hey, Sending messages to Riverdance saying, Hey, have you seen this person? She needs to join your show. Yeah. And they said, they looked at her video and saw her skill. They said, You know, you're right. And so they invited her to join the show. She's, she joined the production this year for the first time and she's, she'll be in Lincoln and she really is incredible. And, um, she, you know, normally she does, um, her Irish dancing to hip hop, hip hop music, which is really kind of fun. <laughs> That's interesting. Fusion. And I think, you know, um, attracting a younger generation. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it'll be interesting to see how she's integrated into the show. It, you know, if you've never seen Irish dance before, uh, I've got a, I've got a daughter who's into Irish dance. I went last year to the show that had some Irish dance in it as well, and it is amazing. Like it is the level of difficulty of the things that they do dance wise. I don't know if I can comprehend it, uh, the, m maybe more so than any other dance. And then the fact they do it all in like the upper two thirds of their body 
doesn't move yes, at all. Yes. Like that's the most amazing yeah. thing. I, I've always loved Just Irish a statue dance. from the waist up. Yeah, and and the energy of the music. It's so mm-hmm. fun and uplifting yeah. and festive. It just makes you want to just smile. And, and when they get those tap ones with the with the beat on there, it does kind of have almost. A, I can kind of see the hip hop crossover there. Yeah, right yeah. No, it, it's it's fantastic. This is part of our Glencore Broadway series, and we're so thrilled to have it. You know, right before St. Patrick's Day, no better way. Um, so that's uh, March. Eight three shows for through, that right through 10th, yes and right. uh, Thursday night is at seven o'clock so that's a little if you already have your tickets remember that the Thursday night is a little early a little earlier than, than normal cool um they're heading heading on the road the next day so they they had to have an earlier gotcha. show time for Thursday all right let's and, keep and then March yeah, yeah and then of course we've got the Fab Four you know the ultimate Beatle tribute concert L A Times says they put on the best Beatles concert in the world they recreate what it's really like to see a Beatles concert. As if you were in 1968 or that that period. Yeah. There's a lot of Beatles shows out there, but most of them don't recreate the exact experience. And they, you know, these artists, um, they handpick so that they're always the same era, the same age, the the, the right skill level. They just want to make it perfect, and they uh-huh. really do. Yeah. So it's it's the entire. It's not just the songs. It's it's the look. It's the ambiance. Absolutely. It's the speakers. It. It's the instruments. Oh really? Everything. Oh my gosh. Everything. They they try to make it as authentic as possible. You know the the left hand versus right hand. You know guitar. You know all that. And um, I, I was predicting to Bill. I, I, a lot of people I think were like me and watched the Get Back series on Disney Plus, and and uh, I'm gonna guess maybe that has a few more people that might be interested in seeing a show like that. Absolutely, too, so. it'd be a great thing to, to have watched that and then to yep. get to see a, li- a live show. And um, we presented them a number of times at the Lead Center, and they're just fantastic. There's cool. and that, there's so many hit songs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you know, narrowing it down is yeah. the difficult part. Yeah. All, all ages. You know, it, it's a great thing. Cool. So then th- we have an encore performance of a group called the ukulele orchestra of great britain and i was kind of scared to present them the first time because i like is anybody going to want to go to a ukulele show really and i was really apprehensive I, and then i had friends that were presenting shows nationally and they were saying oh yeah the ukulele orchestra is so amazing they're so great it's sold out we're, we're bringing them back and it's selling out more we have waiting lists and like it's one of the best shows of all time it's so, all right and I, I was able to get this was the first time we had them at the lead right. center i was able to get a good deal um, because I still wasn't totally sure. Right. And wow, they blew us away. Everybody loved it. One of their favorite shows. Um, it, you know, they inspired, I think, a dozen other ukulele groups around the world. But these guys are the original. And they play the ukulele, you know, with high skill. They sing and harmony, and they do lots of jokes. And it's a really fun show. It's just, I would never associate ukulele with with uh, with England, with Great Britain. It's, yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. That's like the uh, bagpipe orchestra of Australia yeah. or something well, I, like that. You and know? I think that's part of the funny, you know, because they are they bring that Britain dry humor sure. to 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 the show, you know, and so it's 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 a little. Huh. (laughs) You know, but it's so fun and it's family friendly. We're barely halfway through March with Uh, all the shows that you've mentioned. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. um, Then we have a a new play called This Mortal Life Also, and it's written by um, a a new playwright here in Lincoln, Nancy Shank. It's put on by the Angels Theater Company. It's um, about um, Bonhoeffer. You know the the hero Dietrich in World War Two, yeah. and uh, it's selling tickets very fast. It's a very powerful show, very relevant, relevant right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I can't. I mean, again, we talk about being relevant, but boy, the the kind of the thoughts of 
what's going on in in Europe and and thoughts about World War II. Yes, it's just it's right in the forefront right yeah. now, and I'm sure that'll be that'll be great and cool with the local tie too. Yeah, and and um, all local actors. So it, cool. it's and they'll be in the Carson Theater. Tickets are selling very quickly, so if you want to go, you definitely okay. want to get your tickets fast. All right, now um, moving to the symphony. Yes, right? and then you know we one of our rescheduled shows is the St. Louis Symphony, and they're coming back. One of the top symphonies in the U.S. We we love the St. Louis Symphony. March 22nd. Um, they're going to be doing some some Gershwin as well as some um, you know variety of classical works. It's going to be a, an amazing concert. They they're so good and that the power of the symphony and the precision and it, it's so it's they'll a play the hits, huh? They'll yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to be okay. playing some great, great, right. great works. Okay, and uh, um, we're we're thrilled to have them back. And then um, we have a, another group. Another we have two international groups this this month. I guess three with with River Dance as well. Right. But um, instrumental groups. Um, Manazel Brass. Um, on March twenty sixth, and I had a chance to see them in Kansas a few years ago. I drove you know back and forth to see just to see this group, and they are literally one of the funniest, most skilled brass groups I've ever seen in my life. What you know in terms of any ensemble, it was so entertaining. It was so fun. They're um, they're from Austria, so they're coming all the way from Austria. When I saw them, I said, "This is the kind of artist that we've got to bring." You know, things that you could never see anywhere else. Right. Literally, you'd have to travel to Austria mm-hmm. to see something like this. And they're just phenomenal players. They're virtuosic. You know, if you like Canadian brass, right? Um, they're they're in that vein, but um, th- they just take it to that next level. And a rare rare opportunity. It's full of laughter. It's you know amazing music. That's on March. 26th. And maybe not even the instruments that you traditionally associate with brass, because yeah, they have custom. Lo- they're ba- I mean, they make their own. Yeah, they, es- essentially. Yeah, because yeah. normal brass quintet has certain instrumentation mm-hmm. that has certain voicing, and yeah. what they did is they added new brass instruments to fill in the the gaps the between the between different. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. it's really the most unique brass choir you ever hear in cool. your life. Very so cool. that we're really excited. And that is actually happening the same weekend as Jersey Boys. We, we, on Saturday night, we have two shows. We have Manazel Brass and Jersey Boys. Um, Jersey Boys, and one, one's in Kimball Hall. Manazel Brass Got is it. in Kimball Hall. So Got there it. is limited tickets because we only have like 800 seats right. for Manazel Brass. So get okay. your tickets fast. So Jersey Boys, one of the best, most celebrated, most entertaining Broadway shows of all time. You know, the life of, of Frankie Valley and all yep. those great hits. Um, you know, I don't know the the national the tour is not going to be touring around much longer, so this very well could be your last chance to see a professional production of Jersey Boys. Mm-hmm. And so, if you've ever seen it, you know why you want to see it again because mm-hmm. it's so good, it's mm-hmm. so fun. And the um, music, obviously. And, and oh, be, what a yeah, night yeah. it will be! You know, and and uh, I love you, baby. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, it's so. You, you got to do it in the falsetto if yeah, you're going to yeah. do it, Bill. All Come right, on, right. Uh, <laughs> next week, next week. Yeah, I got to get to bed earlier. Um, so yeah, Jersey Boys is so good. You know the choreography, and um, but we're so excited about that. And that's March 25th through the 27th okay. at the Leeds Center, part of the Glencorf Broadway series. And then our last event in March is a group called Palabolas, and they've been to the Leeds Center multiple times. And they're a dance group, but they're a theater group as well. And they they mold their bodies into the most unique amazing positions that you've ever seen in your life you know they they'll like like one of the things they do is they'll take and they create the skyline of a city so they may create a skyline of of lincoln wow. as part of their show with their bodies yeah and they do it like in five seconds it's like boom and and they they have shadow theater and they have you know beautiful modern dancing you know uh, you know pas de deux couple dancing and group things and they just they will blow your mind this is their 50th anniversary 
you know, I would say they're one of the very top um, dance groups in the world in this type of art form. And we get to see their best of their works of the past 50 years. All right. All in one show. And that's on, on March 31st. That gets us through March, Bill. I'm, I'm out of time, but I want people to know. And we can cover the more other ones coming up a little bit later down the road. But tell people what they can do if they want tickets to yeah, any of these. Leadcenter.org. And there's videos on all the events. So you can kind of get a little taste of any of the, the shows. Manazel Brass or the the Ukes or mm-hmm. the dance. You can see a little taste of it. Leadcenter.org on, the, on each video. All right. Check it out. You can see more of the actuals. A lot more coming up. And we'll talk about yep. them soon. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Busy month. Enjoy Thank it. Thank you. Right. You can still get season tickets and save 20%. Do it. All right. 824. We will take a break. Caleb's got sports and a Munch Madness update next on KLIS. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIS. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. And for some reason, this week's guests, who generally talk about sports with me, have just I've been looking forward to them more. I had a hard time getting to sleep last night. I was just so excited. For the show and to talk to John Bishop for, you know, I talked on his show on Monday and now he's on my show on Wednesday and I cheer for the hottest basketball team, perhaps sports, uh, any kind of franchise in the entire world right now. And uh, now John Bishop and I are going to talk about that. Good morning, John. How are you doing? Well, it's about time. You know, you said that, you know, you like to talk sports. I mean, it's been over two weeks now. It's about time we spend this segment breaking down Super Bowl 56. <laughs> so I am more than ready to talk about the reigning, defending, undisputed world champions of professional football. Meanwhile, trying, uh, you know, Creighton fans trying to steal Nebraska's thunder by getting in some kind of a fight with UConn about uh, uh, an image of UConn walking through corn. What, what's happening with you guys? Uh, I, this, this drives me nuts. I mean... <sighs> And I say this before, which is why I'm I'm partially ashamed of my alma mater that they continue to try to strike the word corn out of Cornhuskers. That's the nickname of the stupid team for crying out loud. Be proud of it. I have always been proud. I, I did not grow up on a farm, but my grandparents did. And my actually both my grandparents did. Uh, all my grandparents. Uh, hell, we anyone who's got any history in the state of Nebraska had knows somebody who grew up on a farm. I am proud of the fact that we grow the food. So I, people can show all the cornfields they want. It goes for everyone who whines and complains about, oh, ESPN's doing another Nebraska game and they're showing cornfields. Well, guess what? I drive the I drive from Lincoln to Omaha every day, and guess what's in between Lincoln and Omaha? A whole mess of cornfields because this is where the food is. <laughs> Be proud of your background, Nebraska. Stop being ashamed of it. And if people on the east or west coast want to portray you as farmers farming is the last honest profession there is on this planet so by god be proud of it sorry i had to go on good i knew you had thoughts on that so i definitely wanted to start that start to start out with those for those who did i I don't get it i just don't get it why is it such a shameful thing i mean you know you 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 want to insult somebody? Put pictures of lawyers up there. You know, Jeez. sorry, Jack. Wow, low blow. For no, people who didn't, no Hillsdale. For for people who didn't see it, 
people didn't see it, UConn, University of Connecticut, put out a tweet promoting <laughs> tonight's game against Creighton. Tonight, right? I don't know. I don't follow yes, Creighton. Tonight. Tonight's game, and they showed Creighton basketball players sort of like standing right, in a cornfield, corn yeah. like as if they were walking, I guess, if they were walking to to get to Omaha. I'm Man, really Creighton sure. folks on Twitter did not like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't put it. Hey, listen, everybody gets triggered by it around here, and I never understood why. It doesn't <laughs> you just say make embrace any it. sense. You say embrace it. And- yeah, of course you should embrace it. If, if, if we're going to be so ashamed of it, then let's bring in all the bulldozers and let's plow over every field and let's just stop doing it. How about that? No, I don't, I don't agree to that. I, I don't. Exactly. <laughs> but, that's my point. I mean, I see some great memes, though, uh, if, if Creighton wins, showing the UConn players walking backwards back through the corn, back to stores. <laughs> or, I mean, I have, listen, I'm, I'm getting really good, John. I am hitting a renaissance for braggadociousness and trolling online because I have, uh, as it pertains to sports at least, because I'm trying to, to uh, as you can expect, ring every little, every little piece of joy and confidence and bravado I can get from this period of Nebraska basketball for as long as it can go. And I realize I'm going to come off as annoying to some people. I don't care. Okay? I, I realize that there are going to be people who misunderstand it. I don't care. I'm enjoying it. I'm a happy man and I'm starting to believe I'm starting to believe my own cosplay at this point. I'm tur- I'm turning in to the character actor. I'm being like well, Daniel Day-Lewis as a Nebraska basketball you need, cause, fan. Cause you need this one last thing to tie you over until the start of Kansas City Ro- Oh, never yeah, mind. That's right? not happening. Right. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's just going to have to go on a little bit longer than to satisfy your sports fancy. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, I'm now on, a, you know, other than the talk about where Nebraska basketball will be seated in the NCAA tournament when they win the Big Ten, we can get to that here in just a bit. But, but on an actual, like, is this a, from what you've seen from, from this team, from the outside kind of, what happened? Like, do they are they doing something like just wildly different and better than before? Are they just hitting threes? What in the heck is going on from somebody who's watched a lot of college basketball? Well, it is. It's about hitting shots, you know. Um, now, I would also say, you know, uh, there's a defensive component to this as well, which kind of gets lost in these higher scoring games. But you know, basketball is about hitting shots. You know, if you you know. Sometimes, you know, we look at, we tend to look at a lot of percentages after games, you know, X team shot 48%, X team shot 39%, blah, 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 you know, and and the difference between that is sometimes only one or two more made field goals, which, you know, is, it can be the difference between 49% and 40%. Um, You know, one team makes two more and the other team makes two less. And all of a sudden it's, you know, they're they're both shooting the same. and, And it's, it's about, it's just about making shots and and Nebraska's been making shots you know they they've they've been around 50% the last two games um you know they've been they've been a much well above their average in threes and that can and, and you know and I know we focused uh a lot on the blowouts you know the really bad losses but you look at you look at the Iowa game last Friday you look at some of these other games that have ended up you know in that mm-hmm. 8 to 12 point margin that's that's literally the difference i just talked about one team made two less shots the other team made two more shots Mm -hmm. and right there you've made up your difference in the eight to twelve point margin um and but but i i wouldn't underestimate the defensive component to all of this and and 
You know, it, that's really where it starts. And you get that effort and you get that mojo going. And, and we hear it all the time in basketball where if a team's struggling on one end of the floor, it carries over to the other end of the floor. It's one of the great things about basketball is, you know, you have to play both ways. There's no designated hitter in basketball. Um, you know, you, and, and, and unlike baseball, where offense and defense is clearly delineated and separated, you literally can go from being an offensive player to a defensive player in the snap of a finger. So you've got to do everything. And and I think what we're seeing right now is guys are starting to feed off of each other's confidence. Is there something to the fact that, you know, some of the um the mystery of what's going to happen to this program being gone, is that kind of relax things a little bit, perhaps? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it has I to. I can't dismiss that, um, but honestly, it's just it's 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 about making shots and it's and it's feeding confidence. One end of the floor feeding the other end of the floor, and you're, and you're starting to see some good results. The 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 thing that I'll add more specifically to that is uh, Alonzo Verge has found a way to integrate himself. No, number one, he's hitting threes, which he didn't. You know, he he just really didn't throughout the course of the rest of the season. Um, and he's hit he, when he's driving, he's scoring. But he's found a way to make himself a better fit in this offense in a way that he just hadn't before. And then the other thing, you talked about defense, and I think you hit the nail on the head, but Trey McGowan's, you know, you're coming back from that foot injury, and I don't know exactly if you're a hundred percent he doesn't he didn't look as explosive on some of the offensive stuff he's doing at the beginning of the year but he as much as we talk about Bryce and his offense I think Trey and his defense last night was probably the unsung hero of that of that entire game um and so I I think those are the two big things I still the interesting thing to me is and you know who know who knows what's going to happen with Wisconsin or or in Indy going forward but it it looks like this team is is capable capable on the right night of beating anyone. Uh, they're also very capable of losing badly to anyone, as we've seen previously previously in the year. And that's what's going to make this a wild end to the season potentially. Or you know you, you don't know. But I, what I'm curious now, you know, Hoiberg is coming back. Okay, you know, I mean, almost certainly that Bryce McGowan's won't be part of the plan next year and he's going to very likely very very likely move on to the NBA. I, I don't know how does Hoiberg how do you build on what you've got but do it differently than he's done the last 3 years, right? With, I I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. cuz that's the that's the million dollar question now. Right. And and you know what he plans to do um in terms of whatever changes he's made um, you know, he's, he's obviously going to keep that to himself until he, he announces it. And, and who knows, it could just be in a, you know, the changes could be in a way that they operate behind the scenes that we don't get a chance to see, mm-hmm. you know, I, obviously there's not as many coaches that you can, you know, dismiss and rehire. I mean, you've only got three full-time assistants and there's other support staff, but, um, you know, whether or not it's a wholesale change there. And we do tend to to compare this a lot to you know the the same call it ultimatum that Frost was given a few months ago, but um, you know Trev Alberts has admitted you know hey I'm not a basketball guy so I'm leaving these changes you know up to Fred he's given me a plan and 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 we're going to go through with that so how it looks I don't know and who knows maybe you know this little stretch run depending on how it ends here and over the last couple of weeks. You know, that that can also, you know, alter whatever plans that you have 
moving forward. So that that's really the million dollar question is to is is what how different will it look? Right. Um, but the but the roster will again be decently overturned. Yep. For a fourth straight year and um and 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 we just don't know what what the future is going to hold. Um you know, th- at least the timing of all of this getting some people maybe a little bit excited is good but you know at the end when the season's over and the final records are assembled you still have a a a program you have to sell to the fans next year and that that to me is one of the bigger questions is how do you sell this to folks and who knows maybe the glow of a few nice wins here at the end of the season will will make that a little bit easier a task or maybe it won't um i guess that that's yet to be determined this is going to be really fascinating the next year or two for nebraska men's basketball and football because what Trev has done in two cases has decided, you know, for whatever reason, to hang out onto a coach that objectively outside the people on the outside and to some degree people on the inside, but people on the outside looking at this said, there's no way you can keep this person around. There's this can't be acceptable results. And it's, it's to some degree bucked the modern trend in coaching where you make a change quickly when, when things aren't going well. This is going to be a heck of a laboratory for that philosophy that you just you don't see too much in college athletics. And I don't know if it's going to work or if it's not, but it may end up being a bit of a referendum on on that whole strategy of giving it time, giving it time, giving it time. No, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes you're forced into decisions you don't want to make, you know, and and I think to a degree that's what you've seen with both of these moves is, you know, there was, there was the money and the political component to letting frost go. And there's the money component to, you know, whether or not you should let Hoiberg go. And, and I think, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we can sit here and look at this and say, well, you know, you got, you, you got these two choices, Right. And, and, you know, you've got to do one or the other. And, and then sometimes it's like, well, but the circumstances really dictate, I have to go this way. You know, there, there's, you know, we're, we're building things here. As Alberts has said, he's only in seven months into this job. And, you know, does he want to send a message, you know, that, you know, we're going to, we're going to do things, you know, a certain way. It may end up being for the best, um, you know, that, keeping these two coaches is the right thing to do because a, it'll be the more fiscally responsible solution and B it may end up, um, you know, resulting in, you know, more of a desired conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if it does, you know, then, then Alberts is going to look like a genius for doing it and it will buck the trend. But in a way, this decision was kind of forced upon him because, right. you know, it was just you know, the idea of, you know, it would have been what in the neighborhood of, Thirty-eight million dollars, right? In in um, the unpaid or un or paid leave that Nebraska was going to owe if they would have let both of these coaches go. Now they save some of that money. You can say, well, damage can be done on the other side. But I've long said about Nebraska basketball, what more permanent damage can you do? I, I listen. Uh, this isn't like the baseball situation where you could chase off fans. This is I, I'm. Major League Baseball, I'm not talking Nebraska baseball. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know as well as I do that if if this program continues to lag for the next couple of years, 
the first moment you get any taste of success, people will start to come back. And then if it starts to look like real success, people will definitely come back. It's, it's, it's still the one thing that you can count on around here. You're not going to chase fans off um, because of losing necessarily because They'll of come where back. we do live. And it all comes yeah. back full circle to the cornfields. What else do we have to do? Here? He just described a desperate fan base. Uh, listen, I'm a microcosm of it. Uh, I was saying on this show and your show that I just kind of changed the way that I was passionate about this program and how I you know, planned to watch all of the games or listen to all the games. And then here I am just absolutely back on board full tilt and acting like an idiot and you know but everything's normal in the world again john it's nice well if everything was normal this is, if anything this is anything but normal. that's true i guess so <laughs> <laughs> all right hey uh thanks so much john appreciate your time have a good call tonight we'll check in with you next week when nebraska's getting ready to win the big 10 tournament Talk all right later there you go, John Bishop from 1620 Zone. 5 take a break. Wrap it up on KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN.